Life Audio. Are you doing everything perfectly? No. Do you have issues? Yes. Are there things that you need to grow in? Absolutely. But you are a better wife than you think you are. How do you know that, Dana? You don't even know me because I know. Because I feel that way sometimes. And again, this doesn't mean that we don't have areas where we need to improve on. But if you were to actually do an inventory of all the things that you do as a wife, the way that you love your husband, the way that you care for him, even when you don't want to, the way that you still give him attention, affection, sex, when you don't feel like it, you are a better wife than you think you are. And you need to be reminded of that today. Let me ask you a question. How connected are you and your marriage or relationship? Does it sometimes feel that there's something standing in the way of the true intimacy you desire? The first step to reconnection is to measure how far you're disconnected. That's why I've created a free tool to help you check your connection. This short two-minute quiz will assess how present and connected you are and how to deepen your intimacy. Take the quiz at danashay.com forward slash partner quiz. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash partner quiz. You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Hey, hey, friends, it's Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. You all, we are here today on episode 148, and I want to help all of you wives who are on the struggle bus in your marriage. I can help you because I was a frequent traveler on the struggle bus in my own marriage for many, many years. And to be honest, sometimes we find ourselves back on the struggle bus. Marriage is a constant journey. You're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. It's not going to be peaches and cream and butterflies and sunshine all the time. You're going to have challenges in your marriages from time to time. And some of you are like Dana. It's more than just time to time. It is every day. My marriage is struggling. And those are the folks that I want to talk to today. You beautiful women, you wives especially. And I know that there are some husbands. I know. If you're a man right now, you're smiling because I know that you're listening to this episode. So you know what? I'm going to have something for you too. But this episode is really dedicated to my ladies, to the wives who find themselves in struggling marriages. So I want to share seven things with you all today. And I know that these tips, these reminders, if you will, are really going to encourage you. But before we get into that, I have so many things I want to talk to you guys about. First of all, I am so excited about two things. One is that we are launching a brand new Thrive Wives group coaching program. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard me mentioning Thrive Wives. You've heard promos about it. If you follow me on social, you've probably seen me post about it. And we are starting this week. So by the time this episode releases, 
you are going to um, see or hear, if you will, that we're starting. So for those of you who are like, dang it, man, I missed it. There is still time for you to join us. So all you need to do is go to thrivewives.com. You can still go ahead and register and then I'll send you the info, even though technically we, we've had the event already. It's a two-day workshop that I was offering. Um, and that was kind of our precursor to starting ThriveWise. But like I said, I still want you wives who want to join us to be able to join us. So just go to thrivewives.com and, and join us there. All right, first thing. Second thing, I'm super, super, super excited about you guys. I have been working on a brand new website for the last several months. My web designer, Joey, is phenomenal. And he took this little vision that I had in my heart, in my head, and he translated it onto the most gorgeous, functional high-speed website that I've ever had. It is absolutely beautiful. And I want you guys to check it out. You can go to thriverelationships.us. Or for those of you who are like, what happened to danashay.com? danashay.com, you can still go there and it will just redirect you to thriverelationships.us. So either of those URLs will work. I want y'all to see it. It's so pretty. And not only is it pretty, but it's functional. It's going to help you to learn more about me, my offerings, my programs. It's going to be a great resource for you. And that's one of the things that I'm really excited about is having a central place where I can resource some information that's going to help you in your relationship. So do check out that brand new site. Thank you so much, Joey, for all of your amazing hard work on that. Okay, friends, ladies. And gents, those of you who snuck in, we are going to get into this today. I think one of the things as I was really praying through this episode about like, Lord, what do you want your ladies to know, your daughters? What do you want them to know? If you imagine God the Father being so good like he is, and whether you know him or not, whether you believe in him or not, he's still good and he still loves you, whether you acknowledge his presence or not. I imagine God the Father saying, come to me, like literally calling us into his presence and saying, I have some things that I want you to know. I know that your marriage is struggling right now. I know that you're sad a lot. I know that you feel hopeless a lot. I know that you think that you're never going to make it out of this. I know that you're comparing your marriage to other people's marriages and you're scrolling through Instagram and looking at all the beautiful, happy couples and wondering why can't your marriage be that way? I know that you're looking back at your wedding photos and wondering where it all went wrong. I know that you cry at night and you think that nobody else hears you, nobody else sees you. Friend, I want you to know that there is a God in heaven who sees you and that no tear that you have ever cried is wasted. And maybe you don't even know how to pray. Maybe you've given up on prayer. Maybe you don't think prayer works. I'm going to encourage you today that God still sees you. And he sent me today to give you some reminders that while your marriage is struggling, you are not. You are not. Even though you feel like you're struggling, I want to give you some some encouragement today, okay? So just imagine me as your big sister, your coach, your mentor, your friend, however you see me, just coming alongside you and telling you that number one, you are not alone. Y'all, if I had somebody to tell me this when I was in the throes of all of my marriage dysfunction, that would have meant the world to me because I felt alone. I felt like I was the only person that was going through this. I felt like I was the only person who had a crappy marriage. I felt like everybody else got it and somehow we didn't. 
And I felt alone. I felt alone in my own home. And I think there's nothing worse than when you're married and feeling alone, feeling like the very person that you committed your life to is unreliable. The very man that you pledged your everything to, you can't stand on him. You can't support. He, he doesn't support you. He, he's, he's, he's not who you imagined that he would be. And that can be really hurtful. And so I want to tell you that you're not alone. What do I mean by that? I mean that there are many women who are in your shoes. And unfortunately, because of this whole shame thing, which we're going to talk about in just a second, a lot of times we don't share our stories with one another. A lot of times we go through marriage problems and life even alone because we're afraid to reach out because we don't want to be judged. We don't want people to look down on us. We feel like we should be farther ahead than we are. And so because we're not reaching out and because other people are not reaching out to us, we believe that we're alone. But I want to tell you that you are not alone. And as I alluded to in the intro of this podcast, not only are you not alone because there are other women who are experiencing what you're experiencing, but you're not alone because God is with you. I wish that I could, I wish that I could say this in the way that I feel it. God's presence is what got me through y'all, like nothing else. There was not a book, there was not a conference, there was not a counselor, there was not anybody who could have gotten me through those super hard years of my marriage like God did. His presence, just his his very essence, knowing that I was loved by a good father who was never going to leave my side, who didn't look down on me, who didn't judge me for my feelings, who didn't discipline me in my pain. You are not alone. So whenever you feel like that, whenever you feel like I'm the only one, you need to be reminded that you're not. And I really hope and pray that we women are able to do better at encouraging one another, at sharing our honest stories. This is why I'm so transparent, because I know what it's like to have everybody smiling and pretending like they're in these wonderful, amazing marriages while I'm going through crappy town, only to find out a couple of years later that they were also in crappy town and they just didn't want to be honest about it. I want us to be able to be more transparent, more vulnerable, more honest about where we are. You are not alone, sis. Number two, I want to tell you that you have nothing to be ashamed of. You know, when you are hurt by your husband, for some reason, y'all, it's like we take on that shame. If you've ever been cheated on, you've ever gone through infidelity, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You will take on the shame of what your husband did to you. If your husband is verbally or emotionally abusive to you, you will take on that shame of his choices. And you will feel like you did something wrong, even though you didn't. Now, I'm not saying that you're a perfect wife and you don't have your things to own. But what I am saying is that you have nothing to be ashamed of that is not yours. If you are not the one causing the marital distress, you do not need to be ashamed of the marital distress. We are way too often embarrassed by our husband's choices. And you don't need to feel like that anymore. What he is doing is his doing. The choices that he are making are his choices. They're not yours. So you don't need to carry those. 
You don't need to walk in shame and hide and, you know, not answer the phone when you see your friends call and, and again, pretend. You don't need to live like that. You don't need to go run and hide. You have nothing to be ashamed of. We're going to take a quick break and I'm going to give you the five other reminders that I really need you to know. So let's listen out for a quick word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. All right, friends, we're back. My heart is like literally racing right now. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I don't know if I've ever felt like this on a podcast episode. I know that I am speaking to someone or someones in particular. I know that there is someone listening to me right now who is literally hanging on for dear life because you feel alone, because you feel ashamed. And maybe you feel like, you are a horrible wife. And this brings us to number three, that you are a better wife than you think you are. We are so hard on ourselves, ladies. We are so idealistic, I think, that sometimes that gets us into trouble. It gets us into beating ourselves up because we feel like we should be doing more. We should love our kids more. We should love our husbands more. We should cook more. We should clean more. We should work more. We should be more successful. We should have more money. We should, quote, bring more to the table. We should always be doing more, 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 more. And I have this little uh, placard in my home office, and it says, you have enough, you do enough, you are enough. And I look at that from time to time because even me, Lord, like I, I can, I can sometimes think, Dana, you could be doing more. You could be doing better. You could be doing it faster. You could be doing it greater. Even in my marriage. And I want you to know, sis, that you're a better wife than you think you are. I promise you. If you were to ask your friends, if you were to ask your children, you are a better wife than you think you are. So start giving yourself some some credit here. Are you doing everything perfectly? No. Do you have issues? Yes. Are there things that you need to grow in? Absolutely. But you are a better wife than you think you are. How do you know that, Dana? You don't even know me because I know. Because I feel that way sometimes. And again, this doesn't mean that we don't have areas where we need to improve on. But if you were to actually do an inventory of all the things that you do as a wife, the way that you love your husband, the way that you care for him, even when you don't want to, the way that you still give him attention, affection, sex, when you don't feel like it, you are a better wife than you think you are. 
And you need to be reminded of that today. Number four, your husband's issues are not your issues. I talked about this when I was talking about you have nothing to be ashamed about. Your husband's problems are not your problems. Now, yes, because you're married, you're going to be affected by his issues or by his problems. But sis, can I tell you that that man had problems before y'all ever met? That he had issues before you ever got married? And sometimes we end up taking on our husband's shame, our husband's problems, our husband's issues, and we begin to make them our own. This is a huge boundary violation. And I talk about boundaries so much because when you do not have boundaries in your relationship, it causes all kinds of dysfunction. It causes you to take on more responsibility than you should. Your husband's problems, let's say your husband's into porn and you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not sexy enough. I need to lose more weight. I need to gain more weight. I need to be more this, more that. He was probably doing porn before you ever knew him. So his issues are not your issues. So don't take on his problems. Don't take on his dysfunction, if I can say it that way. Your husband's issues aren't yours. You got your own issues you got to work out. You have your own things that you need to grow in and improve upon. So you don't have time or space to take on anybody else's. Now, I will say this. This doesn't mean that we're uncaring and uncompassionate and we're like, oh, well, that's not my problem, buddy. Figure it out. That's not what I'm saying. Pray for that man. Encourage him. Support him however you can. But do not allow his burden or his problem to be saddled upon you. So now you're so overwhelmed because you're taking on all this stuff that you were never intended to carry. One of my favorite scriptures on the Bible where Jesus says to cast your cares on me because I care for you. And Matthew, he says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We don't talk about yoke. I'm not talking about like Y-O-L-K, like an egg yolk. I'm talking about like when you put two animals together, you would call them uh, like two oxen together, for example, and they were carrying a heavy load. You would yoke them or tie them together. And Jesus is saying, I, I have a burden for you that's easy and light. When we walk around so overwhelmed and, and pressed down and under so much stress, it's because we are carrying a yoke or a burden that we were never intended to carry. And quite often, friends, it's somebody else's burden. It's somebody else's problem. In this case, most likely your husband's issues. So kindly give those issues back to him. Let him own what is his, and you allow Jesus to give you a light and an easy burden. Okay? Number five, even if you're the problem, some of you are listening like, Dana, I'm actually the one who's like kind of jacking up my marriage. I'm the problem. Well, I want to tell you that even if you're the problem, you are not your problem. Even if you're the problem, you're not your problem. You are not a problem. Are you causing problems? Quite possibly. Do you have problems? Probably. But you are not your problem. Whatever your problem is, quote unquote, maybe you're the one who's unreliable or you're the one who's unfaithful or you're the one, husbands that are listening right now are nodding like, yeah, it's my wife. She's the one. She's the one. She's the one. Even if she's the one, even if you as a woman, you're listening and you're the one, You don't have to be defined by your issue. 
You don't have to be defined by your problems. Just like I told you a second ago to release your problems back to your husband and to let him own his problem. I want to tell you too, sis, that you need to own your problem, but you are not the problem. If you listen to this podcast, you have heard me say, you are not the problem. The problem is the problem. Your husband is not the problem. The problem is the problem. You're not identified or you shouldn't be, don't have to be identified by whatever problem you're facing in your marriage. Get help, seek out help, do whatever you need to do to overcome your problem, but realize that you are not your problem. All right, number six, and this is so important. Your children, if you have some, they need to see your vulnerability. Y'all, this is where I really messed up in my own life and my parenting and my marriage is that I wanted to be the strong mom all the time. I didn't want my kids to see me cry. I didn't want my kids to know what was going on in my marriage, which there's some wisdom in that. Like your kids don't need to know everything, okay? But your kids do need to see that you are a real woman with real feelings and real emotions. Your kids don't need you to be strong 100% of the time because how else are they going to learn how to process their sadness, their emotions, their disappointment, their heartache if they never see you processing yours? So I remember laying in the bed at night and crying my eyes out and then like a kid would walk in the room and I would like wipe my face real quick and, you know, put on the smiley face and they would be like, mommy, are you crying? No, 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 no. Mommy's not crying. Mommy's good. What's, what's wrong? And then I go straight into mom mode. Instead of bringing that child to me and saying, you know what? Yeah, mommy is crying right now. Mommy is really sad about something. You know, when you do that, you do a few things and I've, and I've done it a few times, but not as, as much as I should have. One, you give yourself grace to just be, to just be a human with hurt and feelings and pain and emotion. But also you give your children an opportunity to love on you. My kids are incredible. I love my kids so much. And I remember when they were little, one time I remember one of my kids saw me crying and they said, mommy, can I pray for you? Like, how sweet is that? Your children are compassionate beings. Kids are. They are so compassionate. They have this capacity to just love and be. Kids have the gift of presence. And so when you allow yourself to be vulnerable in front of your children, again, not telling them everything and certainly never putting down their dad, right? Like, don't ever do that. Don't ever say, you know what? Daddy really hurt mommy. Or you know what? Daddy is being a jerk. Like, don't do that, okay? I don't believe in that. But when you're able to say something like, you know what? My heart is really hurting right now. Or I, I, I'm really disappointed with some things that are going on right now. You don't have to go into all the details, but to let your child know that like, yeah, I'm not always happy. I'm not always up. I'm not always strong. I don't always have the answers. When you're able to be vulnerable like that with your children, you open up an opportunity for your children to love on you, for your children to say, it's okay, mommy. And then sometimes your kids will say the most profound things. Y'all, I have learned so much from my kids. I'm like, Lord, thank you for these little human beings that you gave to me. Let them love on you. Now, don't be a basket case. You shouldn't be crying every day. You shouldn't be emoting all the time. Because then your kids are going to become insecure. Like, uh, what is wrong with my mom? 
But at the same time, there are times that you do need to be vulnerable, that you do need to let your kids see that other side of you. So it's okay to be vulnerable in front of your children. And it's okay to be vulnerable in front of your husband. Y'all, this is hard. This is hard, especially when he's the one that's hurting you. To be like, well, I'm not going to show him. I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt of seeing me hurt. I'm going to tell you something. That sometimes husbands do things and they don't realize the pain that it's causing you. If you're a strong, independent woman like me, raise your hand, right? When we are strong and independent, sometimes our husbands think nothing gets us. Like nothing hurts us. So they can do stuff and they don't realize the damage that they're doing. So sometimes you need to let your husband see. I wouldn't say sometimes. I would say all the time, really. You need to be more vulnerable with your husband and let him know that what he's doing hurts. That you're not this Teflon tough woman that doesn't ever get upset about things or hurt by things. You're never afraid. No, you've got fears. You've got hurt. You've got pain. You've got disappointment. It's okay to let your husband see that part of you, to be vulnerable in front of him. That's a risk. Vulnerability is always a risk. Why? Because you're literally giving him a key. You're giving him a potential weapon. He could weaponize your vulnerability against you. And that's why a lot of women aren't vulnerable, because we don't want to be even more hurt. It's like, I'm already hurt. Why would I give him more of an opportunity to hurt me? And if you're in that place, you need to reach out for some help. I'm telling you this. Listen, Thrive Wives, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about how to actually function healthily in a marriage When you don't know how to be yourself, when you don't know how to come out of your shell, when you have spent so many years being strong and being tough and being resilient and just moving on and going on to the next thing, the next day, the next opportunity, the next moment, you've never actually given yourself the grace to just be. I want to help you to learn how to get in touch with your own emotions again so that you can actually fully live You see, when we shut ourselves off from our own emotions, we're not really living. And I've had to learn that the hard way. So let your family see you in your vulnerability. And then number seven, and this is probably my favorite thing to tell you, is that prayer works. Prayer works. I know that sounds so simple. But prayer, it gives you a softened heart and a sound mind. Listen, when you have been hurt by your husband, you will have the temptation to become hardened, to become apathetic. Like, I don't care, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to, you know, bide my time until my kids get older. I don't want you to live like that, friend. When you pray for your husband, do you know something that it is impossible to hate someone that you're praying for? It's just not possible. So if you find yourself struggling loving your husband, you find yourself struggling liking the man, would you pray for him? Because prayer softens your heart. I believe that it also softens his heart. But let's talk about you for a second. Prayer softens hearts. It allows you this greater capacity to love someone who's unlovable. 
to love a man who maybe not be loving you the way that you need to be loved. You can't do that on your own strength. You need the power of the Lord to help you with that. And when you pray and when you say, God, I need you to help me love this man. I need you to put a seal over my heart, not a wall, right? Walls are impenetrable. That's not what we're asking for. But I need you to put a seal, a protection over my heart so that I'm not continuously being hurt by this man. Because if we're continuously being hurt by someone, we won't reach out and love them because we're trying to protect ourselves. Let God protect you. Let him protect your heart. Keep your heart soft. I think that's one of the most attractive things about a woman, about a person, is to have a soft heart, to not allow what people do to make you hardened. So prayer softens hearts and it gives you a sound mind. I would have lost my mind, y'all, if I was not a woman of prayer. When you pray, God takes whatever it is that is bothering you, burdening you, and he literally gives you peace. The Bible talks about this peace that passes all understanding because you can't understand it. You can't quantify it. You can't explain it. Your world can be falling apart, but you can still be at peace in your heart. That's what prayer does. So I was laughing with some friends and I said, you know, I have never, ever in my whole life had a problem going to sleep. I'm talking about like marriage jacked up, okay? I'm gonna get me some sleep and we're gonna deal with that in the morning. That's the peace of God that he wants to give to you. I'm not staying up and tossing and turning and crying and I'm not doing all that at night. I'm going to bed. Now, are you always gonna feel peaceful? No. Are you gonna be anxious at times? Yes. Are you gonna be worried at times? Yes. Is your faith gonna falter? Absolutely. But when you pray, about your problems. I'm not talking about these little, you know, sanitized, uh, sweet little prayers. I'm talking about like you really being honest before God and being like, Lord, this is me. This is what I'm feeling. These are all the thoughts that are going through my mind. This is what I'm afraid about. And Lord, this is what I want. This is what I need. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. There are times that we pray and we never actually tell God what it is we need. So when you go to him in prayer, he will soften your heart and he will give you a sound mind. So I'm just here today as your big sis, your coach, your friend, your mentor, to give you these reminders that if you're a wife who's struggling in your marriage, you're not alone. You have nothing to be ashamed about. You're a better wife than you think you are. Your husband's issues are not your issues. Your problem is not your problem. You are not your problem. Your kids need to see your vulnerability. And you need to pray because prayer softens your heart and it gives you a sound mind. I hope that you were encouraged today. If you were, would you please send me a message on Instagram? You can find me at Mrs. Dana Shea. I would love to hear from you. I want to know that these messages are helping you. That they're, that they're helping you to make it through. I wish I could wave a fairy wand over you and just take away all your problems. Unfortunately, life doesn't work that way. But what I can do is I can meet you here on Tuesdays and I can give you a shot of encouragement. And that's what I'm going to do here on Real Relationship Talk. You can find the show notes to today's episode if you want to be reminded of these reminders. You can find the show notes at realrelationshiptalk.com 
forward slash episode 148. And ladies, as I love to end every episode in saying, a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode.